0: kick off your boots and put down your hunting knife it's time for the outdoor man podcast with the man himself outdoor man dan join us for fun stories useful how to's and insights into what being an outdoorsman means today and what it may mean in the future from ethical hunting and conservation to new stories to tell around the fire let's get into today's show with your host outdoor man dan
1: Thank you for coming on. It's much appreciated. Today's episode is with Sven Diesel, and if you don't follow him, you should do, especially for the fly fishing, because the thing that got me with this, with all this episode, was the fly tying. And the fly tying, I've seen some fantastic stuff, and I want to know more. So, Sven, I say thank you for coming on. I mean, start with the fly tying, you know, jump straight in there. I mean, I saw the one that got me going was like your Thanksgiving post, you put up with the Turkey. And I was like, yeah, that guy's got some imagination.
0: Well, that was a. I uh, I have a bunch of customers and one of them, when I first got into fly tying, he jokingly, when I was there, it was around Thanksgiving time. He goes, Hey, you should tie a Turkey fly using Turkey feathers. And so I got on Google, I'm like Turkey fly. And, and I, I saw one that had been tied and I'm like, I've got to try this. And it's kind of become a tradition. So it's been a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. That made, that really made me smile, and you've done you do stuff all year, a bit quirky stuff, and obviously you've got all the, the proper stuff you do as well. And I mean, the videos you put up are fantastic, and the music that goes with them as well is even better usually. So,
0: No, thanks, yeah, it's it's always fun finding the audio. It depends on what kind of mood I'm in.
1: Yeah, yeah. What do you enjoy flying? What, what do you enjoy doing? Like, because obviously every, every, there's hundreds of flies out there, and everyone's always got their niche.
0: I'd say everything. So that's, that's what I've noticed about a lot of guys is they tie a certain style, a certain, the same 10, 12 flies. And the thing I like about fly tying is there's so many flies you can tie and so many different styles, varieties, material that you can use to still catch fish in your same area. But we get in these, not ruts, but being honest i fish the same 14 flies year round but when it comes to tying i really enjoy tying everything so i have a salt box for when i go salt fishing that i've used once i have salmon flies that i one day hope to go on a steelheading trip you know these boxes i haven't even used but i'm still tying them and i try to rotate that into my regular routine just cuz I, I i think i get bored tying the same flies over and over and over and over and over again. But that's just me. A few years ago, I did a, when I first got into fly tying, I think it was my second year, I set a goal to tie a fly a day. And it had to be a different fly. And it was it was challenging. It was a lot of fun because some nights it would take me two hours to learn a new fly. And then I did that for almost two years, only missing a few days. And I think that's what really got me addicted to so many different styles, so many different flies, so many different techniques. And I also think it helped me progress to being from a beginner to a semi beginner really quick. So, that's a good going. And that, that's some dedication there. You know, not a lot of people would
1: like go, Yeah, I want to learn to fly to, uh, to tie flies. And then it'd be like, Yeah, they'd get all the gear and then they'd have a go and then like get, get all stuck up with it and then put it all down for six months and then go back to it and wouldn't be committed. I mean, that is
0: serious. Well, I, I know there was—I can't remember now—just guys I've interacted with on social media. There was a handful of guys that tried to do it with me the second year, but it's—it's it's different because you can sit down and tie a fly in three minutes. So, a lot of nights it was okay. What's a simple pattern I haven't tied that I could easily learn tonight because it's midnight and I still got to go tie my fly, and—and and that was the challenge. But, uh, if I had time, it was a lot of fun to, you know, learn, you know, tie a 12 inch, you know, game changer or something using a new material or make a custom brush for that. But that also takes a lot of time. So time is the variable, but it, uh, if you would have asked me eight, 10 years ago, I'd be into fly tying, I would have laughed in your face. It's just one of those things that it, it clicked. And it was, I think it, it's my de-stressor in my life, kind of like my you know, maybe I call it, I always call it yoga for men. Not that, you know, men can't do yoga, but that's me. That's my sit down, de-stress, get in my zone. And you take something from a bear hook to a finished fly in three to 10 minutes, usually. And it's a start to finish goal. And it's something that you get satisfaction out of. You get a sense of accomplishment and you can take it and catch fish. So,
1: yeah. So have you always been into the fishing and, and, and that sort of things?
0: No, no. My hobbies usually last, um, usually between three and five years. This is probably the uh, longest I've, I've ever done one thing. I don't have time for a lot of hobbies. And so I have to pick and choose. Like I was into road cycling for four years, recreational firearms for, you know, target shooting. And then that evolved into hunting. And then I think fishing kind of evolved after that in from the hunting when i was just getting outdoors doing a lot of backpacking a lot of uh, scouting and uh i just saw a, a free fly tying class up at sundance mountain resort and i said hey i'd like to try that you know i've never i used to fly fish and that's when i got addicted
1: i i understand it completely i'm really new to fly fishing and it's the point where I don't even class myself as a, as a fisherman yet. I just, I turn up and like throw some line around and hope something magical happens. And, um, I'm getting a little better at it now though. The, though the last few weeks I've been using the sinking line and that has been a challenge because I've, I've, I've been having it, birds nesting up underneath my fingers when I've been trying to cast. And so I've had to sort of work out how I'm going to cast with it. And, and I cast, I cast like a Neanderthal. I don't, there's no etiquette with what I do. I've now got more of the shoulder, more of the shoulder action and less of the wrist, but literally it's everything in it. It's horses for courses, but it's how you get it out there. And long as I land, long as I've got the line out there, I don't really mind how I've done it, but I'm, I'm getting more etiquette to it now than just throwing it around.
0: Yeah. I'm the same way. If you can get the fly out there, that's, uh, that's all you need to do. There's other guys that will critique you and say that you're doing it wrong. And, you're not using your shoulder, and and my opinion is, if you got it out there and you're fishing, you're having fun, and who the heck cares? So I
1: mean, and I love it, and I do use that as my switching off time. I do a lot. I, I actually do way too many stuff with, with work. You know, I've got a normal day job. I've then got my family, my kids. I, I love m- my fitness, so I do a lot of you know, I do cycling and, and and whatever else. Uh, tri- or triathlons a thing I enjoy doing. I've then my missus has got. A vinyl cutting business, so we make you know, decal stickers, and you know, just do too much. So literally, and it's, like it's nice just to get down the lake, even you know, just the lake, and just have an hour or two of just nothing.
0: Yeah, sadly, it's a it's for me, it's an individual sport. It's really hard to go with someone and have a conversation because I enjoy the the ambiance, the 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 sound of the river, and and I had a buddy that he wanted to go with me, so we went, and then. He goes, when we got back to the truck after, you know, three, four hours of fishing the lake, he's like, so you mad at me? And I'm like, why? And he's like, well, you just kept walking down the shoreline and you left me. And I'm like, well, I saw you knew how to cast and you, you know, knew what you were doing. And so I just went to fish. And so for me, it's a very individual sport. It's not one that I can sit there and stand right next to each other. I like to have that peace and quiet, that uh, the serenity of the whole atmosphere that you're in, I kind of get lost in the moment, so
1: yeah, um I had that this morning i'd I'd cast out this morning, and actually it was probably one of the first casts I managed to sort of lay out there that wasn't horrendous and I was sort of just slowly pulling the line in and I was in a world of my own where my the, the lake is is a is a, a like a big fence behind me, and the, the farmer there had put up um, like a dog walking pen and I'd sort of heard some bits and pieces gone over there, and I was sort of slightly thinking. If you've got to walk your dog in there, there's something seriously wrong with life. And in a world of my own, all of a sudden, I nearly lost the rod because this rainbow took the line, and I just was not expecting it whatsoever. I was just out, you know, I'd zoned out, and I don't really zone out much. I, actually, usually, it's flat out life. So I did smile to myself and swear, and and then uh,
0: fight with, fight with that. You didn't lose your rod, though, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't lose no, your. No, no, I
1: didn't. I, I just sort of sort of grabbed everything at the same time. Thank Christ! But yeah, it literally, sort of all shot out all of a sudden, and I wasn't expecting it. And I hadn't had a bite at that point either. It, it, nothing. I, was, it just, I thought, well, I'll have a couple of more sort of flicks and see see what, and I might have to, to change the change the fly. But that fly that I was using, um, I'm not sure which one it is. It's got a lot of glitter on it had actually it's usually a, f- a fail safe. Usually if you get if I use that there I can usually have something out. But yeah it was that was amusing. It did make me smile this morning. But I was only there an hour and I'd had two fish, so I was happy with that.
0: No, you can't complain. No. That's
1: awesome. I see saw um on your Instagram you've been doing sort of a bit of um panel boarding with the with the fly.
0: Yeah, so I uh, that was year Two and three, I was really into paddleboard, uh, fly fishing. It, um, mainly because I could hop on the paddleboard and get across to different coves rather than hiking around, especially in some of these high mountain lakes, you, you can't get a boat into anyway. And so it was a lot of, it was kind of adding to the adventure of it. And then, uh, I didn't realize for me, it wasn't, it's not too difficult. You know, I made a few different modifications to coolers so I could store all my gear in case it tipped. But yeah, paddleboard fly fishing is a lot of fun, except for you can't, if you're in like a a float tube, you can move as, or like a a pedal-driven kayak, you can move as you're still casting. A paddleboard, you cannot do that. And so I found the trick was, I basically figure out which way the wind was blowing and then align myself with a drift along the shoreline and then basically try and stay in that drift. Sometimes it worked out, sometimes I ended up in the middle of the lake or sometimes I'd start heading to shore and that's when you got to hurry and get the the line in and and grab the uh, the paddle and get back out in the lake, but it was it's a lot of fun. That looked awesome, to be honest. Yeah, I've got I got a
1: kayak and that's uh, that's sort of the thing that's to be the next progression for me. Now, if you've actually seen me on a kayak, that makes my fly fishing look professional. But there's a there's a few streams and bits and pieces where I can get on, and yeah, a few places. Even even perhaps even where I, I I'm a member, maybe I get on there and have a go. We'll see. Yeah, to, to be fair, to get on where I'm a member with it to start with might be a best idea. At least at that point, I'm contained. Would be the phrase yeah. to use. <laughs> <laughs> so what's What's on the list? What do you want to do? Because you've, you, obviously we haven't all done, a, you know, the bucket list type thing with the fishing. How, you know, do you want to go anywhere and specifically after something or?
0: No, my goal literally at this point is just to get out fishing this year. I got a lot of stuff going on with my work and kids, and so this year I'm looking at my calendar, and my goal is just to get out. I've got a tournament in June and a trip in May somewhere on my list I'd like to go steelheading, you know, spend some time up doing that. Uh, and that's not unreachable. That's not too far from me, but I'd also like to do a trip up to Scandinavia cause I lived there for, you know, almost three years and never fished. So I didn't realize I was in the heart of some good fishing, but that's also, you know, my homeland. So I'd like to go back up there and, and give that a go. I've got redfish down in Louisiana or, or, or somewhere. I don't really like uh, saltwater fishing. I like to see the land. So if you get out too far, I, I don't like deep sea fishing or, you know, going after like, I mean, it'd be cool to go after like a, you know, like one of those marlins, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff on my list. None of it, I think is unreachable with the right planning, but I'd say my bucket list is just to fish more. And that that's the struggle for me. It's not like
1: everything, it's always time, isn't it? You know, it's, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm lucky. I've got a lake just not far from me. So if I've got an hour... I can just, just get it out now and go. And I've actually now just put um I'm putting a rod rest in the van as well. So the rod's gonna be oh, made cool. up all the time.
0: Yeah, I think the uh, the main downside to social media or meeting people through social media that fish or, sh- or share the common interest is most of the guys I meet have a lot of time to go fishing and it really makes me jealous. Yeah. So <laughs> If they're not a guide, they seem to always be fishing. And then I I get to know them, and it's amazing how how different our lives are. And they have time to go fishing and you know spend a ton of time. But I got spoiled about six years ago when I got back into it. I was fishing five to six days a week, just for an hour or two, or sometimes it turned into four hours. But it was like an everyday. And then as my kids have gotten older and work's gotten busier, that window has really shrunk, and now my goal last year was to get out twice a month. And sometimes I I got out every week. Multiple times I got out twice a week because I drive right past on my Wednesday route. When I work, I drive by 26 miles of a good fishable river and four lakes, all of which you can fish on. And so it's just a question of, do I want to wake up at 230 and go load truck and then fish for two hours before work? Sometimes I can do that, but sometimes I end up staying up till midnight with the kids, and then I can't get up. Yeah, or goes to ratchet. So I sacrifice sleep to fish, and that's the reward for me is seeing that sunrise.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. No, know, I get that. Since doing the podcast, I mean, I would never. If you said to me, well, even a year ago, oh yeah, you know, you'll be you'll be into fly fishing now, and or you'll be you'll be contemplating getting a, a sea rod, or you or you'll be spear fishing. And I'd have gone, yeah, no, it's just not me.
0: And now I'm I'm, I'm big into it all. I love it all. So it's it's, a, it's outdoor man, Dan. So what was the primary focus of your outdoors? Was it hunting or was it hiking or just being outdoors in general? It was everything outdoors, to be honest. It didn't matter what it was originally. But originally, what I wanted to
1: show was in the UK, well, anywhere in the world, as as you all know, there's you've got the Pro Hunters, and you've got the anti-hunters, and you've got everybody else in the middle. And especially in the UK, we're getting so much negativity on the hunting or the shooting, fishing, everything's getting hammered by the the antis. And actually, a lot of the stuff that's being put out there was lies, or is lies. And I just wanted to show a little bit of the truth. We're human, you know, we don't just want to kill fish, we don't just want to kill deer, we don't just want to do these things, we want it, we're want we doing it for a reason. We're doing it for sustainability. You know, the, the fishing for me is to put food in the freezer, which is clean, um, and not salmon-farmed, like, fish. The hunting's sort of the same. I mean, I spoke about this quite a lot. The deer population goes up, like, 30% a year. So if it's not controlled, there's mm-hmm. a massive problem. It all came to a head when, when I was complaining about something on TV to a friend And he said, well, why don't you do a podcast about it? And I went, wow. And it grew from there, really. And now I've spent thousands of pounds on camera equipment. I've spent thousands of pounds on hunting equipment. And I am balls deep into it. And I love it. And I I hope people are loving the content because that is what it's about. I want to push the good side.
0: So, yeah, that's where it come from, really. I think that's uh, similar to me is that I feel like in the beginning I got taken advantage of because of my lack of knowledge. And so my whole thing was to teach people or let people know my story so that they could either have fun fly tying or not get taken advantage of. And I don't know, fly tying is fun. I don't know why the page got kind of turned into that, but that's uh, what it evolved into. And that's what I enjoy. And I enjoy making the videos. And like you, I keep investing in camera equipment. And I don't know why I do it, because there's a lot of guys out there better and more knowledgeable than me. But this is my journey and my story. So it's kind of like a journal of fly tying or fly fishing.
1: Yes, definitely not tutorials. It's definitely the journey, isn't it? And as I said, them, some of them flies are absolutely awesome. I'm just like, how can you see that to make it? That's the bit that gets me is like, if I want to draw a picture, I can see what I want. I wouldn't even know where to start when it comes to the flies,
0: you know? Yeah, it's, it's something you got to. I remember I was standing in a fly shop. It was probably 10 or 12 months after I got really into fly tying maybe it was eight months. I can't remember. It was a good chunk of time after I really got committed. It might've been involved in this goal. And I was talking to a guy there about a pattern. And when you talk fly tying or fly fishing, or or even sometimes hunting, firearms, anything, if you don't have that knowledge, you're, you're lost. And there's a lot of words or phrases that you don't understand. Fly tying is right there. There's almost a glossary of terms that you have no idea what they are. And I remember standing there and I was asking a question about a fly, about a technique, like different ways I could tie it. And he answered me and said something. I can't remember exactly what he said, but he answered one or two techniques of how to finish or accomplish what I was trying to do. And I, I said, hold up, stop. I just understood everything you said. Like, I have no questions. Like." This is like it was come, it was kind of like a moment where I realized, okay, this is where now I, I think I have a little bit of knowledge or foundation that I understood everything you told me to do and why to do it. And that was kind of like a so that that's always a good day. There's a lot of people out there who would do,
1: like I said, the hunting, whatever, and absolutely try and belittle me while doing it because they are the best at it. And that sort of thing always gripes me because. That isn't me. I would help. I'd help anybody achieve anything because that's the way the world should work.
0: I try to always help. If anyone sends me a question, like if if anybody or you or anyone you know or someone that watches this has a question about fly tying, send me a message. I'm I'm very open to helping. I respond. However, once you ask me thirty questions that could have been asked via Google, then I start responding with that how to Google ask google i'm a firm believer in helping people but at the same time i try to do my own research and find it out on my own first and so there's so much knowledge out there yeah there's um i think most of them are young kids that don't understand how to do research i'm i'm blessed with a good education and was able to learn how to do research and get online search write a paper you know, my kids actually struggle with that because they're not being taught that. But my wife's pretty big, and so she has them writing essays for fun. And I'm like, I don't fully agree with that. Let's go <laughs> to the lake. But at the same time, I think writing an essay or proving an argument helps you learn. And so I'm not opposed to it. So
1: yeah, and no, definitely. Before we start recording, we were talking about um, the hunting and
0: bits and pieces. Do you still do any of that? The hunting is really hard now for me because. I usually get a deer tag or I put in for elk or I, I, put in, I've been putting in for points on several different animals. So hopefully I'll win the lottery on a few of these harder to get hunts. But the problem is a lot of these areas I hunt and know where I'm going to go for deer or elk, it's also in late September, October is our hunting season for these using rifles. And it's also the prime fall fishing. Okay. So, the problem is you're looking for animals at the same time that the fishing's good. So, I'll be sitting up on a ridge line, I'm looking down at like a lake, and I'm like, oh, this is, I know I could go down and catch a nice trout. And so, I've kind of like hunting has kind of taken a back seat to fishing, but I still put in like me and my boy went out with baseball this year. Um, we had a three hour window to go deer hunting, and you know how that goes when you're, you know, even on. I think even on a private permit land, that would be tough to find a deer in three hours, not at optimal time. Yeah. But we went out for three hours, and he enjoyed it. So next year, I'll probably have to spend a full day or maybe two days going with him and doing some hiking and scouting. And and if we get a deer, great. If not, I'm not opposed to it. You know, most the last two three years, I haven't even gotten the rifle out of the truck. We've just gone and looked at him. So I'm not one of those guys that has to kill a deer. I just like being outdoors and enjoying nature so there's a lot to be said for that and and I
1: said actually I've got a bit of a new project on the go at the moment at at the end I always I, I say you know that is why hunting is hunting and not killing because you may go out not not even see something you may go out and see something and think it's not really what I'm after and or you might just go out and think you know what not today and that's what I really love
0: It's learning the whole process. So like I almost got into waterfowl hunting this fall. I wanted to go with someone that knew how to do it. Luckily I have the opportunity to meet tons of people that are more than willing, but I wanted to go not to go kill ducks or, or birds. I wanted to go to learn how to harvest them and then use the feathers for fly tying and you know the the guy I was going with wanted the meat i i don't really care for duck I, it's not my favorite i i'm curious about learning that process of processing uh, harvesting an animal and then preserving the feathers because of the fly tying so that you know there's there's more to hunting than hunting it's the conservation the learning a you know if if the economy's all crashed i would know how to go and hunt for birds whereas most people would be lost. I mean, i got a pretty good idea um, of what I could do just because of previous experiences, but at the same time, it's it's good to learn a skill that can save your life someday.
1: As, ever, as all the millennials are saying, there's a zombie apocalypse coming, so who knows? You might just need that in your life. But I love it. Oh, this year was, was was the year I said I was going to do the same, I was going to get back into the, the waterfowl, and um, it never happened this year. That's an, actually, that's two years in a trot now I've said, yeah, I'm going to join them join a club and go and haven't done. So this is a year now I'm gonna to have to join somewhere and get myself down there.
0: Well now, now you said it on the podcast so you're committed yeah, to definitely, the goal. definitely, definitely. want it, I love it.
1: And I I, I loved it for, I've loved it for years. That was the one thing that me and my granddad sorta of really had in common. My granddad was a big big bird watcher and a big ornithologist, but he loved the wild fowling as well. And actually the first podcast I ever put out was was with him talking about um Pinkfoot geese. And me and him went together you know, once, and I used to go with my dad, and I loved every second of it. And then you get a job, you move away, and things happen, and, and you sort of lose touch. Of that, and now I'm back living where I can go and do that, so it's got to be done. Well, I'm going to say thank you very much because
0: thanks for having me again.
1: On. As all my guests, it's been fabulous to have you on, and absolutely awesome. It, it, my show doesn't work without people like you, so and keep making them awesome flies because they are absolutely brilliant.
0: You've been listening to the Outdoor Man Podcast. We're glad you're here. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Find us on Twitter at Podcast Outdoor. On Instagram, Outdoor underscore man underscore podcast. On Facebook, Outdoor Man Podcast. And you can even reach us by email, dan at outdoorman.uk. Let us know your outdoor questions. And be sure to tag us when you're outside living your best life. Until next time, be the example.